Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by Get-Go Cafe and Market, where Dale, right now, it's hot outside and you can get your milkshakes, your slushies, your smoothies, everything cold is right at Get-Go. And again, always clean, always great service and they do curbside pickups. Yeah, get your hot food and a nice cold drink, whether it be a milkshake, a smoothie, as you mentioned, you can get uh, ices, all kinds of good stuff at Get-Go. Get on over there, uh, even if you want to get some adult beverages. They got those too. They do got some good selections of beer over there. Again, get over to Get-Go Cafe and Market. They're great right now. Listen, guys, we're going to start off with a more, with a, more a different topic. We're going to talk Madden ratings. Because last week, everyone was upset about Madden ratings. T.J. Watt was an 86. Minka Fitzpatrick was an 87. Rob Gronkowski coming off of retirement's in 95. Everyone was so angry about everything. But we're going to use that to get into who are the best video game characters in sports games of all time. Now, Dale... I know you go way back before, before me, but I, I've, I played a lot of the old games. Like, my dad, he trained me. Like, when I, when I was – there's pictures of me at one years old playing Duck Hunt on the old, uh, the old, old Nintendo system. I played those old Tecmo Super Bowls. Who is your all-time best guy to play with in a sports game? Uh, it's got to be Bo Jackson from Tecmo Bowl. I mean, he was unstoppable. Uh, you couldn't handle him. You couldn't stop him. Uh, he could run over people. He would run past people, run by – and it just – you couldn't, couldn't catch him when he, when he got the ball in his hands. It was a touchdown almost every single time. He would, there, there's the video that everyone should have seen by now of Bo Jackson just going up and down and up and down and up, and, and the computer just can't catch him. As long as you time your cuts right, you can go 100 yards to the, to the end zone, turn around, run 100 yards back to your own end zone, turn around, run 100 back yards, and then score a touchdown and essentially have a 300-yard play with Bo Jackson because he was so unstoppable. I think that's a great pick. It's a classic pick. I know that the, there was a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament where at one point, I don't know if it's still the rules, Dale, but I know at one point the rules were that you couldn't pick the Raiders because of Bo Jackson, the Lions because of Barry Sanders, and the Niners because of Jerry Rice, and all three of them would, would get you those type of results. I know for Pittsburgh, if you got Rod Woodson on the edge, if you timed it right, you could block every extra point. Um, but, like, there, there are those kind of cheat codes that aren't officially cheat codes that people had to weed out. For my money, Dale, I, it took me 27 years to beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out. 27 years. I'm sitting in a pet boys. I'm playing, on, I'm playing it on my laptop while I'm waiting for them to fix my car. And, like, whatever it was that day, I got the timing right. I find because, you know, if he hits you one time, it's over, Dale. And I finally beat him with Little Mac. I was like, I've been waiting my entire life for that entire moment. It was great. Other than that, I have to give the, my, my nod to his. I acknowledge Bo Jackson, 2000, Madden 04, Michael Vick. That guy could run in circles for five minutes, throw a 50-yard bomb. He would never get tired. And this was before they added the mechanics of throwing off balance. So, like, you could run in those circles, throw it over your shoulder, and hit a guy 50 yards downfield. I hated having to stop him. You know, Chris, uh, it only took Buster Douglas about 15 minutes to beat Mike Tyson. So he got you by a few years. He got me by, like, it took him one shot. And then I was, I'm sitting, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times from being a, a five to seven-year-old all the way being 27, how many times I lost to Mike Tyson. I'm just tired of seeing him flex it over you. And you're just like, God, one time, just one time you mess up and he takes you out. But, uh, man. That's because you want to last Joe. <laughs> glass Joe, oh, man, Glass Joe is easy. You never lose the Glass Joe. <laughs> So last week, Dale, ESPN 
released their top hype songs for all their their media people. Everyone was listening to their favorite songs they listened to to get amped up in the stadium or the best songs in the stadium that you look around and you're like, hey, this this is this is jumping in here. Dale, in Pittsburgh, a lot of people like are hyped on Renegade. Now, your face is my face. I'm with you on Renegade. It, the atmosphere that it creates in Pittsburgh is great. But as a song by itself, I don't, I listen to that, and I don't, uh, unless I'm going to steal a game on, I don't feel it. Like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's a weird thing that's developed here. But is there a song that gets you excited, like, that you can hear and just be like, look around, like, okay, like, it's time, it's time to go? Not really at this point. I mean, I'm 50 years old. You know, I'm, I'm just hyped to get out of bed every morning if something isn't hurting. Uh, but, you know, I, I, when I was in high school, um, my basketball team, uh, which were the Wolves, uh, where I graduated, uh, we would come out of the, out of the tunnel and through the paper onto the, onto the basketball court to Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf. Not exactly a big hype song, uh, but, you know, it is what you make it. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it is what it is. To me, I, I still like some of the old school 80s. Uh, you know, music they would play in the, in the, especially in the basketball arenas, uh, you know, Alan Parson projects, uh, uh, Eye in the Sky, the lead into that, or, or Eminence Front by the Who gets you, you get the, the musical thing and they start to shut the lights down and you just mm. have the spotlight and all that stuff. It's kind of like where it all started, you know, the whole hype music thing. Mm. And so those are kind of the originals. No, I agree. There's, there's a lot of history. And that's the, that's the thing, though. Like, it doesn't, like, the whole song itself sometimes doesn't get you. But, like, with Renegade, it's, it's about the atmosphere that was created around it and the culture that became of it. But for me, man, there's still those songs that, in any sport, I hear it. And I'm like, okay, what's, what's going to happen? What's, what's going to be? You know, you got to jump around. Um, you, 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 know, you, you, listen, you hear that song. People, people are ready in hockey and basketball and football and baseball. People are like, oh, okay, it's, it's time for that. Uh, whoop, there it is from Tag Team. When, people, when you hear them say, party people! I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm just ready to, to jam. It's, a, it's summer. It's ready to go down. Even when it's not summer, you're ready to do it. This is how we do it. Classic Montel Jordan jam. One thing that was the oddest thing, my girlfriend pointed out, that we've been out to several establishments throughout Pittsburgh. If you play Return of the Mac, and you play that, and you, and you hear that in a bar, a lot of people in Pittsburgh are like, yeah, that is the gym. And I don't know what it is because oh, – well, I don't know what it is. Right. You don't, you don't know I, – I didn't, I, I I knew the no song. Idea. I didn't know it was the gym. But, like, I've talked to people who are, like, DJs and they're sitting there like, yeah, for whatever reason, whenever I get a, a crew from Pittsburgh and my, it, it wants to hear a song, Return of the Mac is on their playlist, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. But if it's me, I've, one of my jams all time I'm, – I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a 90s hip-hop dude – you put on some fight the power. You put on some shut it down for public enemy. Those things get get me ready for anything. I used to listen to those getting ready for for my high school football games. Man, there there's certain songs that that still connect with me. But you know, but again, there's those classic. I'm telling you, that, that won't there it is at any point in time. It don't matter how old we'll be. We'll be in the 20, 2050s, and that song should still be played in a game. I was never a music guy when I was getting warmed up for anything. As long as they weren't playing "Loving You" or something like that, I'm good. I, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, you know, it, it, if you remember the old Cordell Stewart commercial, yeah, it was the Jerome Bettis commercial. Yeah, yeah, Jerome they're, Bettis, like, they're about to play "Who Let the Dogs Out," and then there's a "Love You," and just Jerome's like, "What is this?" Yeah, uh, but to me, I mean, I, you know, I still like it uh, in, in Cincinnati when they play "Welcome to the Jungle" because it does you know, fit with the team. Uh, you know, I know a lot of places still play like uh, Seven Nation Army, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, there's some, it's, it's music. 
just get ready. And hey, I still, uh, you know, in the air tonight is always, uh, you know, I still, I always remember that one seeing Dick LeBeau doing the drum solos on the, uh, on the pregame. I mean, he's, you know, 80 year old Dick LeBeau out there doing the, uh, the Phil Collins drum solos. <laughs> I, I, I still remember when Mike Tyson knocked that dude out in the hangover right in the middle of that song. That's what gets me when I listen to that. Okay, Dale, let's talk some actual football. And Bucky Brooks of, uh, of NFL.com released a list of his top defensive quartets in, in the NFL going into this season. And, you know, a lot has been made about the Steelers' talent on the roster, and he put Steelers as his number one of number five. Now, behind them, of course, were the Niners number two, the Bears at three, the Chiefs at four, and the Colts at five. But what was interesting to me was when you looked at this, his top – his four – his, the four court, the quartet that he picked was T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, Micah Fitzpatrick, and Bud Dupree. No Cam Hayward, no Stephon Tuitt, no Joe Hayden, but Bud Dupree. What did you make of that? Yeah, and he says in there that he could have easily made, you know, Cam Hayward the pick, and they still would have been number one. And, and uh, you know, it, I, I, I get it. I mean, you had to pick four. I don't necessarily agree with his list. I, I would say that, you know, that I think the 49ers and Steelers, and I guess the Bears are probably three that are head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, when you look at their at their groupings, and, and even with the Bears, I think you could you could look at that and say, uh, well, he picked Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, and Eddie Jackson. He picked you know three linebackers for them as well. Uh, they've got more than just that. But the Chiefs, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, when Anthony Hitchens is one of the guys that you picked there, that's not a good quartet. Uh, you know, I think I would, you know, Malik Hooker for the Colts is not a great football player. Uh, but I think when you look at those top three teams and, and you, you look at it, you can say, wow, that's, I mean, those are really good options. And, and certainly if you look at the Steelers with Dupree, Watt, Devin Bush and Minka Fitzpatrick or Cam Hayward or, you know, pick whoever else in that defense, it just shows you the depth of the Steelers defense. It's not just three or four players. They actually have a, a lot of very good players that they've acquired on that defense. Yeah, and that's the thing that, that, that I think that everyone's excited for the Steelers this year is that there's no – in the past, like, the Steelers have led the league in sacks for three straight years now. and It's, it's never happened before. I looked exactly. it up earlier this year. There's not, there's not been a team that has led the league in sacks three straight years, and they're a good bet to do it again this year. That's the thing. They're not slowing down. They got all their major starters returning. Um, and now the thing is is that – in the early of the when they, when this run started of leading the NFL in sacks, they didn't have the secondary that they have now. They were they were using Cody Sensabaugh and Artie Burns and Sean Davis, and they, and they were piecing it together too, Chris. I mean, they were they were blitzing more. Uh, you know, looking at the stats for what they did last year, they rushed four uh, four players uh, well over fifty percent of the time. Um, they don't have to they don't have to try to get there with extra with extra guys coming. They can actually play coverage on the back end and get there with their front four. Yeah, and I think that that's the ultimate thing here that makes them so dynamic. And what's crazy is now, and like you said, this isn't just one group anymore. They got the secondary itself. Even if you didn't have that crazy pass rush, that would still be a tough group to have to test with Steven Nelson, Joe Hayden, and Minka Fitzpatrick. And Terrell Edmonds, I mean, athletically, he's still the guy that you can move around the field and at least challenge people. And if you try to pick on him, okay, but now I can add Devin Bush to help him out. I can have people float around. Um, and all the while – if, if, say, if he does cover his guy, then you have to target the one of those guys we want you to target. And while you're thinking about that, here's come Cam Hayward, here comes T.J. Watt. And even if, hey, we're, we're sending Vince Williams up the middle because if you're spending all your time blocking those guys and you got a little running back, then he's, he's about to get ran over by him. So 
Uh, I think it's a, I think it's interesting that that Bucky Brooks gives them their due um, do, do here, but I think, also think it's good to point this out for why people are so excited about the Steelers here in Pittsburgh because there's no play, there's no group on the defense right now where you can look at and think I'm not excited to see how they're going to play. Okay.